Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I am Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for today. I am not joined with my two good buddies. Hopefully this is the last solo podcast that I have to do. We got Sunshine uh, transitioning jobs here and working on moving so he's pretty occupied with all of that and we have the vanilla gorilla who's coaching like 50 different sports for the school he works at so I I don't even know when that guy sleeps but crazy stuff going on but uh, we should at least have sunshine with us uh, next week um, when his transition is over so we can get some more interaction for you guys but until then you're stuck with me and I get to make ridiculous bets and make a fool out of myself. So if you listened to the last podcast, um, I did challenge Ben Larson, host of Locked On Brewers. And he did message me back personally and accept. So that is kind of exciting. Um, it is not off to a good start for me as the Brewers obviously lost two out of three against the Cardinals, which means if I want to win this bet, the Brewers can only lose seven more games uh, this year. So, hey, we'll hope for a miracle. Hopefully September is good this year as it was last year to the Brewers. Um, But before we get to the recap, I am going to give some credit to the Cardinals because earlier this summer, and I'll take take the blame for it and fess up to it, but I I said the Cardinals weren't for real. And I said I kind of thought they were a joke and they're on a little hot streak, you know, after the All-Star break and... They'd fiddle on out. Um, mainly my sole reason was I was looking at their offensive stats, and I was like, wow, there's nobody impressive on that team. And, yeah, offensively, they don't stick out. They don't hit home runs, um, but they do steal a lot of bases, and they play a lot of small ball. Um, and when you combine that with good pitching and one of the best bullpens in the MLB, um, yeah, that's going to get them some wins. So, Obviously, they're not a for-sure lock yet, um, but they are one of the hotter teams in baseball right now. So um, I will tip my cap to you, Cardinals, as much as it pains me to do so because you have been Brewer killers throughout the years, um, especially when the Brewers have had really good chances of going the distance. Uh, It seems like the Cardinals were always there to stop us. Um, But anyway, we'll get to the recaps of this series. Game one is definitely one to forget. It was pretty much over before most fans could even get to their seats as the Brewers lose 12-2. Gio Gonzalez gets tagged with seven earned runs. Um, Ended up giving nine total, just seven were earned. And eight of those runs he gave up were in the first two innings. So... He did not have his stuff early on, lots of walks, um, and then good timely hitting by the Cardinals, really. They had a few key two-out hits, and G. 
Gio was just really never able to recover. Um, he did oddly end up going farther in the game than Adam Wainwright, which is kind of weird um, in a 12-2 game. <laughs> but, hey, that's baseball for you. Weird stuff happens. Offensively, the Brewers, they had chances. Obviously, they were in a very big deficit. But um, in the third inning, Ryan Braun had a near-miss three-run homer. Um, that obviously would have changed the game a lot, flying out deep on the warning track. Uh, in the fourth inning, um, I'll set this scenario up for you because I think it's hilarious, um, but he has Manny Grandal on a 3-1 count. Um, he definitely took what looked like ball four, at least according to Fox Track, and, you know, it's flung his bat like he's going to go down to first, and the ump called a strike, so Yaz just gave him the death stare right back at him. And sit, went back in, and obviously full count, eh, took ball four and pretty much the exact same pitch. And what does he has do? He stares him down again. <laughs> um, that's just incredible swagger out of Yasmani Grandal. Um, you know, in a game where the Brewers are getting blown out, I found that hysterical. And I'm like, yeah, I would not mess with Yasmani Grandal. Like, guy looks like a force to be reckoned with. Um, that is... Just funny, you know. You know, even in a game where Brewers are down big early, he's out there fighting at every at bat, every pitch, really, um, which is good to see out of your ball club. Uh, anyway, that walk ended up chasing Wainwright out of the game. Like I said, pretty early into the fourth, that brought Christian Yelich up. He walks as well, so the bases were in, were loaded now in the fourth, and then Kessinera hit a soft. A little line out to second to end the inning. So another missed opportunity there. Uh, bigger things, I guess, from game one was Moose had to leave the game. Um, sounds like he took a grounder kind of hard off the hand. X-rays came back negative, um, but he did end up sitting out the rest of the series. So I guess that was significant enough to that he had to rest in a, an important stretch of games here um so hopefully he'll be back in time brewers have an off day on thursday so hopefully he'll be back in time for the cubs on friday um really my only takeaway from game one that the only thing that really got me of interest was i was sitting there yeah through that yasmani grandal sequence and i was like huh we paid that guy you know 18 million this year do you think he's going to be back next year um and that kind of seemed to be a little bit of the talk on Twitter as well. So I guess I didn't really create this idea on my own, but it got me thinking. And, I mean, I think the answer is it's going to depend on his price tag. I, mean, he's, I don't know if he'll get $18 million from another team like the Brewers shelled out to him this year, given the way the last previous off-seasons have gone. Um, but he will come with a heavy price tag. He walks a ton. Um, granted his average, yeah, I guess you'd like that to be higher. He went through a very long home run drought, but he's contributing a lot in the RBI department. You can really throw him anywhere in the lineup like council is this year. And I mean, defensively, yeah, sure. Manny Pena is going to be a greater defensive catcher, but I mean, think about where this Brewers offense would be without Yasmani Grandal's offensive production. <laughs> uh, given the drop-offs of, like, Jesus Aguilar and Travis Shaw, um, 
yeah, that Grandal pickup was big because, yeah, I love Manny Pena, but he's not going to do the things Grandal does at the plate, you know, especially given, you know, what was it, a couple of weekends ago when Grandal lost nine pounds behind home plate catching against the Nationals. Um, yeah, this catch, these catchers get beat up throughout an entire season. Um, and, yeah, sure, the offense numbers are like, meh, but you got to remember he's out there every day grinding, um, probably a little bit harder than your typical position player. So, but, you know, in terms of will he be resigned or not, I don't know. I personally would, I would like him to be resigned. I mean, some people say, you know, his ego is different. You know, it's not what the Brewers stand for. He's kind of got that I'm better than you and approach and comes off as a little arrogant. Um, but yeah, sure. Pretty much all professional baseball players are like that. And I He's got a good sense of humor, and he's he's a gamer, um, which which is important for a team that will hopefully be competing um, next year as well. So, I don't know. We'll probably dive more into the Grandal specifics once the season's over, but just something to kind of start thinking about. Game two. Um, so before game two, it was announced that Shelby Miller exercised his ability to become a free agent thus leaving the san antonio missions um so it's not the first time we've seen that with a brewer pitcher uh, drew smiley did it earlier this summer um, but as for shelby miller he pitched 32 innings for the missions uh, posted a 4.13 era and 36 strikeouts um, through those innings so Again, not bad, but it's not outstanding stuff um, from him. Obviously, didn't the Brewers staff um, didn't see enough there to that would make them add him to the forty-man roster and call him up to the big leagues. Um, cause he, was, he was just being average out there. Um, so nobody has picked him up yet, but we'll see. I would assume that was one of the major reasons behind him leaving was he wants to pitch some meaningful, meaningful baseball this September, um, especially with call-ups right around the corner. Game two, anyway, Brewers end up losing again, six to three. Um, Adrian Hauser was on the mound, ended up going five innings, one earned run. So pretty good stuff out of him. And Yadier Molina, Guy just killed the Brewers again. Uh, had a solo homer in the fifth. Um, and funny enough, Matt Carpenter, the very next batter, just missed hitting back-to-back homers. Um, but he missed first. <laughs> so he had to go back and tag it. And then by that time, he couldn't get to second because it was way too late. Um, he went opposite field in the left field there. Um, and then a couple of batters later... Um, there is a ball hit to center field, and Lorenzo Kane kind of makes, I don't know, like a sliding dive attempt at it, but he ends up playing it on the short hop, and Carpenter races around second trying to get to third, and he's thrown out in plenty of time. <laughs> um, so really a good sequence there for the Brewers. Um, kind of getting lucky and then making some plays at the same time. Obviously you have to be aware enough to know that – Carpenter had to go back to first. He got to get that ball into second quickly, and then heads-up play by Lorenzo Cain, um, flashing the glove as he's done all year. In the seventh inning, Yadier Molina strikes again with the second home run of the night. Uh, this time it's a two-run homer, uh, and that came off Matt Elbers, who was eventually tagged with the loss. 
And then also, weirdly enough, in that seventh inning, there was a rain delay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was very brief. Um, the roof closed in what I'm told was a nine-minute rain delay. So that that roof was cooking. I always thought it took a lot longer than that to close, but wow. For a pop-up shower that came out of nowhere, um, <laughs> the stadium put in some work. <laughs> Good job, retractable roof. Um, only the second rain delay at Miller Park. The last one came in August of 2012 versus the Phillies in a first inning pop-up shower. <laughs> um, so you never know what you're going to see. Um, after plays resumed in that seventh inning, uh, the Cardinals score on some more, some more um, hit-and-run action. So I talked about how they don't really hit a ho- lot of home runs, kind of play the small ball, and, yeah, Harrison Bader ends up scoring on a hit-and-run um, from Colton Wong. Obviously, that guy can fly around the bases, and if I'm not mistaken, he ended up scoring from first. So, yeah, Cardinals called the play at the right time. Um, that thus ended the the uh, outing for Mikolas, um, the Cardinals pitcher, going six innings, striking out ten. Brewers don't get much going until the eighth inning. Uh, Cardinals have Shelby Miller in for a second day, and Yosemite Grandal hits a two-run homer off him. Um, so maybe a little bit of fatigue there from Miller, who pitched over an inning um, in the first game. Um, so that thus made it a one-run game going into the ninth. The Brewers elected to send Devin Williams to the mound, pitching against his favorite team growing up, and it was a rough outing for him. Uh, ends up being tagged with two earned runs, uh, doesn't even finish the ninth inning, um, makes it a 6-3 to three ball game. Very deflating, but pretty typical of how this Brewers season has gone. Um, and then to top it off, the Brewers, they rally in the ninth. All with two outs, you get an infield hit from Corey Spanchenberg, a walk from Orlando Arcia, and then just when things start getting interest, interesting, Hernan Perez hits a deep fly to right field, and it's caught on the warning track. That just sounds like a perfect en- ending to a Brewer game this year. <laughs> Get you a little bit excited, and then pff, straight deflate right there. <laughs> um, other news from the game, Orlando Arcia committed his first air since June 18th. Um, that ended a streak of 50 straight games, um, which is quite a comp- quite the accomplishment for him, especially for a guy who's been called out for his defensive struggles this year. Um, otherwise, from game two, you know, you got to tip your cap to Yadier Molina. <laughs> He's just a Brewer killer this year. I think the stats were what he has seven home runs on the year, four against the Brewers, and you know he's done that his whole career. I mean. I hate the Cardinals as much as anyone out there, but Yadier Molina is the one guy I can respect. I mean, he's been around the game for a long time. Um, he doesn't take days off, you know, unless he's, you know, got broken bones, which has happened. He's missed some time with some injuries, but, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. And I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do when his time is up there because he can pretty much. You know, he's the pitching coach essentially out there on the field. Um, other notes from game two, uh, Ryan Braun was out of the lineup, um, which kind of got me thinking a little bit about his usage. Um, obviously, like with how hot Ryan Braun has been lately, swinging a pretty good bat, you want him in there as 
as much as possible. I mean, obviously, with his age, he gets a lot of off days. Um, so I broke down his August playing time. Um, he has started 16 games in the month of August as of August 28th, so a couple games left here. Um, he appeared in five pinch hit games, so just coming in for one at bats. So he played in a total of 21 games then, and then there were six off days for him, four of them which were scheduled team off days. Two of them were decisions by Craig Council. Um, but, you know, it just I hate to see him take days off like that when – you know, we're in the middle of an important race here. And, yeah, I know the Brewers have a stretch of games coming up here in September where they have, you know, like 18 straight games or something without an off day. I have to ch- double-check that one. But uh, for as many off days as there was in August, and I know we got a lot of playing time when Kane was out and Yelich was recovering. He seemed like Braun was in there every day. And, yeah, he was doing good. He was in a groove. <laughs> and that's where his, when his average started creeping up. So, I mean, correlation there? I think so. Um, but we'll see how he's used in September here. Obviously, I think that's kind of what the main point was throughout the entire season with giving him so many off days was to keep him fresh down the stretch. So, yeah, now you got to use them. We didn't use them for all three games against the Cardinals, which I would have liked to see him out there. Um, you know, he better play all weekend against the Cubs, given the Cubs killer that he is. So we'll see what Craig Council elects to do. Game three, Brewers eke out a win. They avoid the sweep, uh, winning 4-1. to one. Jordan Lyles is on the mound going five and a third, striking out nine. Uh, Junior Guerra came in, pitched an inning in two-thirds, and then Josh Hader pitched the final two innings um, to record his 26th save of the year. Offensively, Kessinger had three RBIs for the Brewers, um, which is kind of important in a game where the Brewers only had six hits. Um, Trent Grisham had two hits, Yelich had one, Hiera had two, and then Braun had another hit. Um, so rookie really cashed in on his opportunities. Um, granted, one of them was an RBI ground out, but hey, you got to make contact, you know, for, especially for a guy who strikes out a lot. Um, that's that's a win in my book. Um, as for Josh Hader, it was good to see him throwing sliders again today. Through a total of 30 pitches, nine of which were for sliders. Um, so about 30%, which doesn't seem too relevant, but when you think about the fact that he's been throwing that slider at like 10% all year, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's over double the amount of sliders he throws on a typical outing. And yeah, a little bit bigger of a sample size with 30 pitches. So um, I thought that was really good mix up, really two outings in a row now for Hader. He's used the slider a lot more um, ever since his hiatus of eight days off. So uh, and, you know, also, obviously, it's only been two games, but he hasn't given up any runs or home runs in those two games. So, yeah, that's kind of backing up my point where I thought that, yeah, pitch selection was the problem, <laughs> not the location. Um, so we'll see how much he keeps to use it uh, going throughout September here. Only other bit of news, I'm sure you all have probably heard by now, and if you weren't watching the games um, and somehow missed it, but Christian Yelich uh, appeared on ESPN's uh, Body Magazine, um, even got into it a little bit with a fan on Twitter, Christian Yelich it is, which is why his walk-up song was Roxanne. <laughs> 
um, which is just hysterical because that was the name of the lady who was calling him out on Twitter. <laughs> um, so a little savage there by your MVP. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to dive deep into it. Um, all there really is to say is that, hey, Christian Yelch made the choice for himself. And, you know, in an era where athletes seem to get criticized for almost every little thing they do, um, to go out and do something you know is going to get criticized and um, go out and do it with confidence and be be proud of it, really, because that's what the whole thing is about, is being proud of who you are. Um, you know, I think that was really classy of Christian Yelich um, to do that and shows the maturity that he does have. And looking ahead here, we now have the Cubs coming up. Yeah, we got a lot of Cubs action coming up this week. <laughs> um, so hopefully the Brewers do not ruin my Labor Day. Um, we have all day games starting Friday through Sunday. Brewers will send Anderson, Davies, and Gonzalez to the mound. And hey, then we'll have them again next weekend, um, except for a four-game stretch. So next weekend, as in September 5th, 6th, 7th, um, that stretch of games right there. So seven games coming up here against the Cubs. Lots of time to make up ground in the wild card, seeing how they are, are probably the biggest competition for that second wild card spot. Um, so... We'll see how the Brewers fare here. We will not have a series recap coming out for you on Monday, which is Labor Day, because um, it's a holiday. I'm going to be traveling. I'm not going to bring any podcast material with me. I'm going to enjoy the day off, and then I will be back with you probably a week from now to recap that series. But until then, you guys should feel free to like the podcast on Twitter. We are at Trilogy underscore pod. We're on Facebook as the Wisco Sports Trilogy. We have the website wiscosportstrilogy.com where you can find all of our blogs and podcasts as well. And hey, tell a friend about the show. Leave a review. Um, We'd like to know how to make this show, you know, appealing for you guys and how to make it better. And that's, you know, it's all for fun and to interact in the Brewers community. So let us know how we are doing i look forward to hearing from your feedback and hopefully everyone has a good labor day stay safe and go brewers